All right, uh, welcome to this new podcast. We're calling it Dad the Early Years. I'm Tony. Hey guys, I'm Vico. And uh, yeah, so basically we are going through uh, Vico's experience as a, a new dad. Um, I personally do not have any children at this time. Um, and Vico is going through this as the uh, his initiation into the world of parenting. So this podcast is basically going to be us kind of going through some of the things that Vico experiences and me as an outsider kind of asking questions and having that uh, slightly uh, neutral perspective on some of the things that are uh, going on. Right, Vika? Yep, that's it. So um, just for a little uh, background, um, I just had my first son. His name is... Um, he was born um, a couple days ago. Right now we're in the week one still. And so and, uh, let, me, second night. let me interrupt here for a moment to the, mm-hmm. the audience. Um, we're going to blurp out the name of Vico's son, so it's going to sound funny when you guys <laughs> listen to it, but we don't trust you all yet, so yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, right. that's go, a good go point. Ahead, Vico. Very good point. So, uh, yes, my firstborn, uh, Chalupa Batman, <laughs> um, <laughs> like from the, what's that show, the the League or whatever, I think they called the kid Chalupa Batman or something like that. Was it? Uh, I thought that was an Aqua Teen Hunger Force uh, reference. We'll call him Chewy. Chewy sounds good, right? Okay, going forward, his name will be Chewy. Chewy. So Chewy was born on uh, June whoa, 29th. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's That's not give away all that information. Okay. Say so he was born early June. So, <laughs> so Chewy was born late June, <laughs> and uh, this is his first week uh, out in this world. Um, and, he went for his uh, uh, first walk, right? Yes, he went for his first walk outside today uh, in a stroller. Um, and uh, for example, tonight will be our third night at home after we got discharged from the hospital. All right. So first question: Yes, isn't there a uh, like? Don't they tell you that like the newborn should be like pretty sheltered for like a certain amount of time? I, yes. I have no idea what they what that uh-huh. number is. Uh, yes. So actually, uh, yesterday um, we went to his first uh, pediatric appointment, right? Um, checkup, whatever. And then uh, we had to go back today for him to get reweighed. Um, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But uh, one of my sort of closing questions I had for uh, one of the doctors was, you know, you know what, what can I do? <laughs> what can I do with this baby? <laughs> can we play soccer? Yeah. Like, oh, what am I allowed to do? Can am I, I allowed to go outside? Am I allowed to you can, know, take him places? And, can we kick the baby? South yeah, Park I was like, <laughs> am I allowed to carry him when I walk? Am I allowed to put him in the stroller? Um, and one of the big things I guess they had was, uh, you know, just no direct sunlight for now. Uh-huh. The skin is very sensitive, but we went out today. It was you know towards the end of the day. The sun had already gone down. So it was like uh, I guess twilight. So first, uh, I guess purchase question: Do they make baby sunblock? That's a good question. I don't know. Um, you know what we should do is we should start writing this down <laughs> every time we get like a, a thing like this. Um, All right, I'll, I'll type up some notes. Baby okay, cool. sunblock. So yeah, that, I'm sure they do. Right? I mean. Come on, they make sunblocks for for all kinds of skin types and yeah. But I feel like for an infant, like you want to limit the amount of chemicals they get exposed to. Oh yeah, maybe because uh, so he was born, um, baby Chewy, with a little bit of jaundice, which is completely normal. And what, so what they a little bit of what jaundice jaundice. What the hell is that? Like this yellow skin, like, um, like uh, a dialysis patient. Yeah, like like. Uh, no, like, uh, like in his eye and the white part of the eye, it could, it could be uh, yellow if yeah, it's serious yeah. or not. You know what I mean? Um, his is very, very mild and it's totally normal and common. 
Uh, and one of the things they recommend is having him in indirect sunlight. So by a window, you know, for like an hour a day or something like that, which is not hard to do at all. Um, um, all right. So another question going back, um, was there like a process for you to pick your uh, pediatrician or did you just like, Oh, uh, well, that was actually uh, a lot easier than I thought. And yeah, it was just like you said, someone did recommend it. Um, my wife has um, someone that's a friend of hers and her friend has siblings and her sibling has a bunch of kids. Um, and, you know, they're from around the area and they just sort of recommended it. And, and she looked at the reviews and kind of trusted that and we went. Um, but I remember yesterday we went for the first time. We just kept thinking about, uh, you know, I hope my my thought was, I really hope I like this doctor because I really don't want to be fucking looking for another doctor right now out of all the things. You know, there's plenty on my plate. You don't want to be inconvenienced. Yeah. (laughs) It's the last thing I need right now. But uh, it turned out to be cool. I mean, I, I would imagine that most doctors that decide to become pediatricians, right? I assume it takes a certain type of personality. Or, you know, or or they're like rejects from like the neuroscience. Yeah, it could be like that. Like think about it. if you're like a brain surgeon. Think about the ego that comes with that. You know, you become a brain surgeon and you're just like. Well, you know how they like spe- they hyper specialize. Like I'm a a neo infant neurologist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, uh, so um, the, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. as far as a pediatrician, would you be more inclined to have one that was say? close by but maybe you didn't really care for or one mm-hmm. you really liked but was like an hour and a half away mm. well i think well I, I guess it would be nice if i really liked the person right but an hour and a half i think is a little too far right think about it if there's an emergency or something that you need to be checked up and they have an appointment you know mm-hmm. then day, i think for the benefit of the baby you know being closer is probably more important because I may not like the person's attitude, but if they're a doctor, right? Let's say there's a, a certain standard, you know, being an asshole, maybe, you know, if he's, if he provides good care, but he's just a dick, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the baby's not going to know the difference, maybe, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, if he like, if one doctor like administers shots, like I know mm-hmm. that's a huge thing. At least I remember when I was a kid, like getting a shot, like involved lots of tears and crying and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And so if you got a doctor that can like calm a child down. Mm-hmm and administer care as opposed to one who basically is just like a shit show. Like it's mm-hmm. nothing but tears and babies are crying in the office and it's just a madhouse. Like I, I think I would drive a little further to it. Yeah, like maybe. Yeah. I guess you could like, um, uh, maybe that's true. Maybe like right now in this beginning stage, you know, all you want is to, to have a doctor close by at first. Right. And then as, as the baby gets older, you, you start to feel a little more freedom. You feel a little more confident and maybe then you start shopping around for a, a pediatrician that you like, right? Because, you know, in a, in a perfect world or ideally you'd want the same pediatrician for a while, you know, they get to know the child, the same records. And but yeah, like see, that. you're speaking from a, this is your first go around experience, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So let's just say hypothetically, don't know mm-hmm. what the future holds, but let's say you have five kids. Mm-hmm. I'm betting on kid number five that less fucks are given about like the pediatrician <laughs> and it's like, is, is this a good pediatrician? It's more about like, is well, this cost effective and is, uh-huh. can they see my kid immediately? Well, I would imagine by number five, you probably have the same pediatrician, right? 
uh, I mean, and pediatrician's so like, like or, or like the clothes. It's like hand me down clothes. It's like hand me down pediatrician. <laughs> it's like the pediatrician that saw kid number two and three, maybe four. You know, it gets passed down to kid number five. Yeah, but I mean, they like, you know, the pediatricians just like every other practice. Like they, uh-huh. they retire, they move, they sell their practice, or oh, that's whatever. true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean. I, I'm willing to bet that there are people that put a lot of time and effort into finding a good pediatric, a good fit. You know what I mean? It just wasn't a good fit. You know. I mean, maybe. I think there are some people that do that, mm-hmm. but I think, like I said, I, I would wager that the second, third, fourth, fifth kid in line, all, mm-hmm. all of those things are like you've kind of figured out what's important. Yes. And what's not. And yeah. I, m- my gut says that that is not as important as like other things well i mean uh think about dogs if you have multiple dogs you just take them to the same vet i do i have two dogs so i got a big dog and a little dog no but i'm not i'm not saying you get a like a different pediatrician for each child that's Mm -hmm. i mean unless there's like i don't know you have like a special needs child and so like Mm -hmm, you have mm -hmm. to go to a special i don't know a specialist specialized yeah yeah. that's a good point that makes sense Mm -hmm. well i guess okay that's a good point if you if you have a, a baby or a child that needs a special kind of attention right um that i'm willing to bet you would go further you know what i mean for that specialized care Um, i think maybe for kid like the first kid mm -hmm. but like i said i think that after number four or five yeah that tapers off i mean unless it's something that's critical it's like that old commercial right where the the pacifier falls on the ground and like the mom i think picks it up and like boils it and puts a brand new one, washes it. And then by like kid number two, like it falls on the floor. They just kind of like wipe in and like stick it back in the kid's mouth. Or, or they just, put it in their mouth to clean yeah, it. And then exactly. It to the yeah. To get the same germs, right. And build the immunity or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll see. So have you had an experience like that yet? Um, and I know the kid like, doesn't move around all that much. It just like, kinda... are you talking about like where I'm overly sensitive cleaning and I'm like freaking out about germs. Or like maybe you're changing a diaper mm-hmm. and like you drop the diaper on the floor. So you're like, oh, that's dirty. Can't use that. And you get like another diaper. Or something no, like no. I mean, I, I wash my hands, you know, before, you know, holding him and things like that. Especially if I'm like, like touching his hand or whatever, where he might put his hand back in his mouth. Now, does he wash his hands? Oh, we, we clean them. Yeah, we wipe them and stuff like that. But it's not like this overly anti Mike, you know, like germaphobe kind of thing um i'm a believer that you know kids need to be exposed to certain things um obviously i'm I'm not Uh, scooping up dirt and like uh, putting my finger in his mouth but i'm I'm looking at our numbers and we just dropped 20 percent of our uh, listening base are we yeah (laughs) keep it up yeah Uh, hashtag vaccine (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, we're we're careful. We're very careful, and we're clean, and we we're clean. You know, wash our hands, stuff like that. You know, but like I said, it's only been like I'm on my what third day. Yeah, at the house, so we're still pretty encapsulated right now. You know what I mean? Um. So how how controversial do you want this podcast to get? I, I'm okay. I'm. I think. I think I'm a. You know, as long as it's not something like name calling or uh, okay okay so you know what i mean like i i i i'm i'm willing to be pretty honest with this okay. podcast i think so, that'd be the point of it right or also be just like yeah, what's yeah. the point of like not 
you know. So uh, get ready to lose another 30% of our listening base. Okay. <laughs> so remember when we were having a discussion with um, one of our coworkers in a, I don't know if it was online or it was in person, but um, actually you may not have been there now that I'm thinking about this. Someone we knew. Uh-huh. Yes. But I asked, I was like, what are your guys's opinion on um, circumcision? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Were, were you present for that conversation? Uh I feel like I might have been. Um, I'm. I have a pretty s- strong belief uh, on it. So, um, but what, what was the what was the the, the final decision? Uh, I think it was mostly it, it boiled down to tra- tradition. I believe, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like if people had experienced that, yeah, um, or they were familiar with it in their uh, family that they, or I believe it was religious um, reasons. That they would be more inclined to to you know have their child circumcised versus uh-huh. leaving them be uncircumcised. Okay. So are are you going to share with us your? Uh... <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the fun fact. Cool. Moving on. No, no that was uh, that was the segue into yeah. you. Oh, and this is where you say. Yeah, I I I'm, I believe uh, in not circumcising. Ah, okay. Yeah. Now, um, did the hospital offer? They do, they do, they do offer. Um, it's actually pretty funny. Uh, I, I, I think there's a, um, what's the word here? Um, oh, God damn it. What is it when people believe the government's doing something? They're hiding uh, a conspiracy. Yeah, I think there's a conspiracy. Around you, you think a, a mini one. It's a tiny, it's just a tiny <laughs> one. So like, uh, you know, um, he was born. And one of the doctors like, do you guys, uh, are you guys doing circumcision? And I said, no. And the doctor said, you know, well, I said, good. That's, that's, I'm happy. You know, you're not, um, you know, you're, you're not mutilating your child. <laughs> yeah. And, and then, but then every time a different nurse, cause they, a lot of nurses come in, right. Once you're staying yes. there, yeah. you know, pediatricians and they're checking and it's like, okay, so we're doing circumcision today. I'm like, no. And so they like, they, they cross it over, cross off you know, on this whiteboard in the room. And then someone else would come in. It's like, oh, so we're not doing some decision. Is that correct? I'm like, yeah, we're not doing it. It's like, okay. And then another one comes in. It's like, okay. And I have him here for a certain decision. Like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think my, my, my theory is that they are trained to, to bombard a, a question like that. You know what I mean? Over and over, whether it's yes or no, to make sure the parents really know what's happening because it's such a permanent thing. You know, you, that, you can't have the mistake where if someone goes, no, and then they do it. Yeah. See, I would think that it would be. Um, Are you sure because, you don't want to? Well, because like, the child is there, uh-huh. right? Like, let's say that you're like, no, we don't want it. No, we don't want it. But then, like three months in, you're like, maybe we should have gotten them circumcised. Oh, right. Like they, they're, I, they, they want to be sure that, like, like you know you're, what you're doing. You know what you want. Yeah, that that is the choice that you want to make. Although I don't know uh, how that works, like. Like if you're, I don't know, you your child's a toddler and like they're uncircumcised, mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason, you're like maybe we should get them circumcised. Like, mm-hmm. can you just take them to the pediatrician and they do it there? I don't know. Maybe maybe there's like a. Do you think maybe there's like a time frame? Kind Are of you, like like dogs, you know, when you like you you do a neutered or. Well, so I don't want to alienate alienate another portion of the audience, but I don't. I would say that circumcision 
is like a cosmetic surgery for the Mm -hmm. most part. Mm -hmm. I mean, not to like ignite a firestorm of controversy, like one way or the other, but for, I think for the most part, like 80% of the part, like it doesn't, the, the, like the, that part of the skin doesn't really serve any purpose. Right. Mm. So like, it's either there, it's not there. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe it does serve a purpose, but (laughs) I mean, I've read like research where it says like, it reduces your, like, if you're circumcised, you're Uh less likely to get like HIV. Right. Uh, Okay. Okay. Um, So, and then I'm sure there's, you know, research that says that like, if you circumcise a baby, I don't know. They're gonna be a serial killer when they grow up or something, what right? Like, so just, I, I'm trying to present both sides of the argument yeah. here. Uh, well, I think there's like new research now, essentially saying that for the past 30 years, um, you know, they thought circumcision was the way to go, and and it's. I think now, like the the results are pretty like they're close enough that getting circumcised or not is not that drastic of a change. Yeah, I mean, I think it just boils down to like tradition and like if yeah. your parents were circumcised, there's probably a, a higher that probability you that know. you are going to be circumcised. Yeah, and I think a lot of it's just education, right? Like, you know, if you're circumcised or not, like you have to teach the child to take care of themselves, right? you know what I mean? Um, and watch out for things. I don't know. That's, I'll probably come out in like episode 432 or something. <laughs> so I had an interesting conversation today. <laughs> had to get the whiteboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like. So you didn't feel like the hospital was pushing you, that they were no, just checking no, no. I just thought, I think, I, my, my theory is that they just kept checking. It's like, let's double check that mom and dad really know what they're doing or that they, they really know what they want here. I mean, and I guess that's fair. I wonder if like this, if they had known that like this had not been your first child, mm-hmm. like you had a previous yeah, boy or something, yeah, maybe, maybe they'd maybe. be like, yeah, they know what they want. Like, they yes, but like you're not. And so they're like double checking. It's like, just want to make sure you don't want or make sure you do want. Right. Yeah. Again, I would think it was more of a like you're here. Like if you're gonna, if you even think you're going to do it, we'll just keep asking. Yeah. As opposed to like, can you imagine trying to circumcise like a toddler? Jesus Christ. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that sounds awful. Okay, little Timmy, hold still. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Yeah, that would be horrible. You'd have to like knock him out, like Mm -hmm. fucking gas him or something, so that you could. Probably. I don't know. Although. Uh, you know what? No, I'm not gonna even go there. Yeah, let's so, move on. <laughs> so, do you want to hear about like the hospital stay and like all that, or we want to hear about the week at home? Or... How about the first, like the first night back from the hospital? First night back from the hospital was a train wreck. Do um, tell. Yeah. So the first night at the hospital, for example, he slept like all night. Second night, they do the thing called cluster feeding, where they just feed like a lot little spurts okay pause the first thing that pops into my mind when you said that Uh is like this deranged mechanical looking udder lowers from the ceiling Uh and like the nurses just grab all the babies and then just like attach them and then cluster feed the entire no cluster feeding as in like multiple feedings not like multiple babies like like like, a a rotating (laughs) bottle like they just dock like it's like the space station (laughs) it's like a timer or if you like like matrix like the matrix (laughs) yes no i was gonna say you've seen like those cute uh youtube videos of like uh 
the litter of like puppies mm-hmm. and like they throw oh, down yeah. a of food yeah. and they all run over and they're just like all like piling on top of each other. Falling over each yes. other, drowning. Shit. Yeah. 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 So first night was all right. Second night was a wreck. First night here was, uh, I mean, during the day, he's a very, Chewy is a very, very chill baby. Like he, he has a regular feeding schedule and he just naps it out and hangs out with you. At night, though, um, like still trying to get into a rhythm, right? And the first night, he was still cluster feeding. And we're freaking out because we can't just pick up a phone and call a nurse to come in the room, right? I'm sorry. What is cluster feeding again? I was they thinking just, of I think they, uh, they feed a lot, like in small spurts, like a lot. So like every 10 minutes? every Whatever they need, whenever they want. It's, it's really weird. There's no consistency. But you just have to keep feeding him because in the beginning you have to feed the baby every two to three hours. You know what I mean? So, so feeding him every two to three hours is not cluster feeding. No, cluster feeding happens at no. The... You want to feed him every two to three hours, but sometimes you have to feed him every twenty minutes. You know what I mean? Like he, okay. he, he eats a little bit, doesn't want, and then all of a sudden he wants it again. And he doesn't want, it, and then you want because every two three hours he's not eating everything that he he wants. Right. Okay. So what's the trigger that you're like? Oh, this kid's hungry. Um, crying. He, he moves his mouth a little bit. He does like a. And apparently, cluster feeding happens a lot when they have growth spurts. Got it. Um, they're having a growth spurt, and they like they're like, I need food now. Like, where the fuck is my food? You know, <laughs> like I'm getting taller. Where do you? Where Where are you? Um, but so and then and then he kind of rolled on his side in the bassinet. And we're like, oh, my God, he's going to flip over and he's going to stop breathing. And, and we're freaking out. And then my wife at one point just like looked at him for like like two hours, just stared at him, making sure he went roll over. And then we go to the doctor. We talk to him or talk to her. And uh, she's like, oh, don't worry. Like newborn, like for, for, for them to be able to flip over, right? Yeah, I was gonna say that doesn't. That's like a milestone, like a like yeah, yeah. Third like it month takes something or six lot. months. It takes a lot of energy, and if it does, it would be like a fluke, like accidentally happened, or and if it did happen, it probably never happened again, like things like that. So, do so, you read horror stories, or you stay away from that stuff? Um, I think we read a lot of horror stories before having. So, like a you studied up on like the sudden infant death syndrome. Yeah, and like or like a baby like would stop breathing. You know what I mean? Or like uh, they rolled over and they, they had a mattress. So we actually bought a mattress that's very breathable, specifically for that. It's made for that. Um, and, and you're not doing the um, what's that granola thing where like parents sleep with their kids in the bed? Oh, uh, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, oh, God, there's a I name for don't it. Don't know the name. Uh, shared. Uh, Co co sleeping? Is that what it is? Co co sleeping? Uh, I, I think know. it's called co sleeping. But yeah, it basically you don't. The kid sleeps with you, and I think that's when like dad rolls over and crushes. Yeah, the baby by out. accident. Yeah, it's it's scary. But I mean, I guess some parents like I mean the baby's just crying the whole time, and they finally, finally, you know, after three nights sleepless, they just give in. Maybe that's what happens. Um, given like, you think the baby, do you, so do you think the baby knows when the baby is sleeping next to the parent? I'm sure there's something like that because apparently the baby ha- can smell the mom, um, and they hear voices, recognize sounds. Um, <clears throat> but right now, like he sleeps in our room in a in a bassinet, right? Like not in our bed, like next to our bed. Um, just because, like I said, the, the feeding schedules are so consistent, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay, so first night you get back, yeah. baby's hungry, cluster feeding like a mofo. Yeah, we just don't sleep at all, essentially. Um, second night, great. I slept six hours. 
Second yeah, but, night, but, but uh, what, wife finally has milk. The, <laughs> but huh? how long did the mother sleep that second oh, night? Oh, uh, very good, actually. In term, relative speaking, you know, compared to the hospital and in the first night, like um, she was waking up to feed him, you know, setting an alarm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sometimes she didn't send an alarm because he would just straight up wake up every two hours. You know, wanted to eat and he'd get a little fussy and then you look at the watch and it's two hours. So I, I'm sure this is a beautiful and wonderful thing, but that mm-hmm. just sounds like pure hell to me. No, no, it, it, I can't even, I can't even imagine. I can't even, and like I'm waking up with him except for last night. Last night I was so tired, but most times I'm like, oh, but you're not doing anything. Then. No, exactly. Just there for, so how selfish for, of you? Like, I know. Seriously. What a piece of shit. <laughs> can't do shit. <laughs> yeah. Like just like this useless guy. <laughs> just watching someone get fed. <laughs> Yeah, and it's all like we, we trade off, you know, like uh, I'll help change the baby because what we've learned is you, you change the baby before feeding so that uh, really I would think afterwards. No, 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 no. So, you, I mean, obviously you're changing the baby all the time, but if you change the baby before, right? Yeah. Then he has a fresh diaper. He's clean and then he eats. Then he'll go to sleep, right? Um, and then if he does poop or pee, he's doing that into a fresh diaper. You know Interesting. I mean? See, I would change his diaper after feeding him. Well, the thing is, after feeding, he's finally asleep. So uh, if he already so you had can't a, disrupt that. Okay. Yeah, right. like if he already had a dirty diaper and then it's double dirty, then you get blowouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, like the baby's the whole goal. It's a game, dude. It's a game. The whole goal, day and night, is how are you going to get this baby to sleep? That's the that is the goal. You keep the baby alive and you get him to sleep. It's ironically, ironically, it's. Let's get this baby alive, you know. Like alive means moving, you know. And it's like let's get this baby not moving so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this roller coaster of emotion, and just you're tired. And but it's crazy. Like we we have this baby not even a week. Well, a week, you know, coming in a couple of days, and you pick up on so many things like routine and the way he moves his hand and feet and sounds. And you're like, oh, he must be hungry. Oh, he doesn't like this. Oh, he doesn't like he doesn't like this blanket. The other day, I couldn't get him to stop crying, and he didn't like being swaddled in a, a specific type of blanket. And I'm going. Oh, he doesn't like this. And people looking at me like this baby's two years, two days old. What do you mean he doesn't like it? You don't know what he doesn't like. <coughs> but yeah, it's like I don't know. And a lot of it is interesting, dude. Like you, you kind of pick up on things. Uh, one one thing that we struggled with in the hospital was swaddling him. So if you don't know what swaddling is, it's uh, the baby's in a bassinet or whatever with a diaper and you wrap him with like a blanket, right? Mm-hmm. Nice and tight. And then you do it twice with two blankets if you wanted to. And that gives them a feeling kind of like they're in the womb, like tight, you know, they're like cuddly. I wonder if that causes some type of psychological problems later on in life. No, I think, uh, I think it might if you don't. I don't think? know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that's, I'm sure there's I, studies. I wonder if there's a correlation between like a free spirit versus somebody who's like rigid. Who never got swaddled and got yeah, swaddled. Some got swaddled, some didn't. Yeah. I mean, they say, for example, skin to skin is very important in the beginning. Um, hmm. um, I'm sure that has, but that, that I think it's scientifically like it helps regulate the temperature because they're very cold in the beginning. I wonder if that was more important prior to like modern technologies where now you can like set the temperature, temperature like, of a room. oh i mean it could be it could be that um but apparently it also helps them regulate like their heartbeat and things like that um this sounds a lot like a dog <laughs> okay let's do skin to skin dog <laughs> no i'm saying like um like i've read studies where like if a dog sleeps in your bed uh-huh. like your breathing patterns will like 
tend to match theirs or theirs will match what? yours. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm probably, and like yeah. when you look in, like, so essentially a dog co-opted all of the, um, the signals that an infant baby uses with mm-hmm. human adults. It's like when you stare into a dog's eyes, like you uh-huh. both release, um, I forget what the good chemical is, oxy something, oxycontin uh-huh. or oxytocin. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the love chemicals, so that like you develop that bond. And that's the same type of things that are happening with an infant. Yeah. It sounds like. Probably. It's crazy. So yeah. you're being manipulated already this early yeah, in the, exactly. the process. He doesn't even know how to look in front, six six inches in front of him, but he knows he owns whatever's outside of that six inches. <laughs> and yeah, he's like, I don't like this blanket. Get me another one. Give me cashmere, another please. Yeah. yeah. Silk. Blue cashmere, please. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, it, it's it's bananas. And so like back to the swaddling. So we're like we're swaddling and every time I swaddled his legs would come out, he'd cry, and his arms would come out like motherfuckers. So we'd call the nurse and say, hey, can you help me swaddle this baby? And they'd take him like, they're so comfortable what they're doing because they do it so often, right? They just like grab the baby and they flip it over and they like tie a knot and they just move the fuck on. Like, So is it just the technique of wrapping him? And you're afraid of like bending his arm or something? Yeah, in the beginning, you're like, now it's like I'm much more comfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... Yeah, in the beginning, it's just helpless. Oh, it's miserable. So has it sunk in that this is like now permanent? It's really weird. I was thinking about, I was actually talking to my wife about it today. It's like, it doesn't, it's kind of like when we got the dog. We were excited. We got the dog. But then you don't think about it like, I have a dog. I have a dog. <laughs> you know, you're, like, you're not walking around going, hi, hey, hey, look at me. I have a dog. You know, you have a dog. You know, I have a baby. It, it just, you go on. But I think there's so many things happening all the time and you're so distracted. So I'm, I'm a little confused. Yeah. Are you saying that having a baby was similar to like you have a dog? Or you're I, saying that it's it feels more permanent? It, okay. It, it feels more permanent to have a baby for sure. Right. Uh-huh. But it's not like this. Like, I'd say, I'd say you're more. What's the word here? You're more like. Oh my god, I'm gonna have a baby before you have the baby, right? Mm-hmm. Then and then when you do have the baby, like you're happy and you're worried all the time and you're focused, but you're not like you know it's permanent, it's gonna be forever, right? But I don't think about it every day and every second of the day. Oh my god, this is permanent. Oh my god, oh my you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where before you have the baby or before you get the dog, you think about that. Oh my God, it's going to be forever. Oh my God. You know what I mean? How is he going to be? I'm not thinking about next week or the week. Out, you know, what I mean? I'm just thinking day to day. I'm literally going day in, day out. And maybe as the baby gets older, that's how you start thinking uh, the next day, and the next day, and then the next week, the next week. And then you start thinking month to month and then year to year, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's why maybe parents are like, oh, in like three years, you'll be fine. I'm like, three years? How the fuck are you looking out so far? Like three <laughs> years? You know what I mean? Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It feels. Well, I mean, it's like super new still. Yeah, and yeah, maybe that's what it is. It's super new, and, and honestly, let's be honest. Like, I'm, I'm pretty fortunate. Like, you know, I live in a pretty good, you know, area. You know, I'm comfortable, and I can't imagine if this was like a, a, a surprise child. Like, like I wasn't trying, and someone knocked on my door. It's like, hey, you remember me from the bar? Um, <laughs> this is, you know what I mean? Like, maybe that's a different experience. You know, maybe that's, maybe you feel a different bond. You know. I don't yeah. know. And definitely uh, a, a different name for the podcast, for sure. 
<laughs> yeah, dad, uh, the oops ears or something like Surprise. that. Surprise. Yeah. Yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. It yeah, just day day in and day out. Um what else? Let's see. So that was the uh first couple first couple nights feeding. Yeah. What about um I mean, it's just far as like, so you're both home, right? You mm-hmm, and your wife. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, is it just like, hey, we're going to watch some TV and then see? Like, um, yeah. Like, do you prop the kid up? And are, are, are you, have you already introduced screen time as a concept yet to this child? No, 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 no. Right now he's just sleeping and when he's awake, he's eating. And if he's after eating, if he's still awake, we hang out with him a little bit, you know, like hold him. And mm-hmm. when he's sleeping, like we... We hold him as, as, much, as much as we can, right? And then, yeah. but sometimes, like, you need a break. And so we put him in his bassinet. And then, yeah, right now in the beginning, like, uh, today was probably the first day I kind of did my own thing and she did her own thing, you know? Mm-hmm. But before that, it was like we were just, we, we were in the same room together all the time. Um, uh, the first night we were here, like, we both slept and, in, 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 like, we both went to bed at the same time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that not one of us was by by themselves with the baby. And then, like, uh, yeah, and then we, I don't know, you find yourself watching the same things, right? Um, a lot happier shows. I don't know. I've, I just noticed that I'm, I'm not in the mood to watch, like, dramatic fucking things right now. You know what I mean? Like, my, my world has been shooken up pretty bad. And, like, all I want to watch is, like, Parks and Rec and The Office and comedies or sports. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't watch The Wire right now, for example. Too intense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe the wire is really fucking good. Um, but like, I don't know, like a show about a murder. Uh, we were watching the show on Netflix. It's called. Shit, it's a British show. Um, British. Uh, Crossboard shark. God damn it! I don't know. It's about some 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 kid who wakes uh, or not doesn't wake up. It shows up dead on the beach. It's like he's like some like six-year-old seven-year-old or something like that maybe 10 hmm. and like that's the last thing i want to watch right now you know what i mean it's like holy mm-hmm. shit um so would you yeah. say that your thinking has changed already uh like are you yeah. i guess yes. so are you looking at things in the house where pre-baby you're like this is really cool this is going to be awesome uh-huh. this is a great place for my whiskey collection yes and now post-baby you're thinking man that's probably not a great place anymore not thinking of that just yet because he he can't move he can't crawl you know what i mean mm-hmm. um so that hasn't really set in uh i know that i'm gonna have to be doing things and moving things around right um like how far do you think you're gonna take the uh the baby proofing of the house I, I don't know. I think I think corners will be a big part. You know what I mean? It's very important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like gates when he starts crawling and stuff like that, so he doesn't go downstairs. But uh, but you were I don't kind of already use that with your dog. Yeah, exactly. I think that helped a lot. And then I don't think I'm going to be one of those like hiding everything from the baby. I was talking to someone else who who has a couple kids, and I was like, so when do I, do I have to like hide my whiskey and, and hide this and hide that? And they're like, well, not necessarily, you know, it's like, as long as you teach them, very, they learn, they're, they're, they're humans, right? If you teach them, you know, young, like what's okay and what's not okay, they tend to stay away from things. But if you, if you start hiding things all the time from them, right, mm-hmm. then they, they get curious, then they want to break the rules. They want to, you know what I mean? But that's later. 
Yeah. I mean, that's but, interesting because, like, I know they learn a lot through um, um, intimate, like, making, um, like, they see you do something. Yes. They want to imitate you. Uh-huh. And so if they see dad pours himself a double, you know, when he gets home from work, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, well, uh, maybe, maybe I could have a double, right? Uh-huh. Like, and So when you're not looking, they pour themselves a double shot and, you know, now you got CPS banging on your door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, so I'm not saying I'm just gonna leave whiskey laying around, right? I mean, I'm <laughs> I mean that is like, kind of what she says. But I'm like, I'm not gonna like go buy a safe, code it, and if it becomes a, if I see it becomes a problem, then yeah, don't have whiskey in the house or one bottle or something like that. But like, um, like I, I imagine there are some parents that go so overboard. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, and I, again, I'm sure this is like they did it for the first child, but uh-huh. like child and number three, yeah. they're just like whatever whiskey. Yeah, don't, don't put your finger in the socket, Tommy. I'll put the whiskey in the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, childproofing. I haven't thought about too much. Um, the house is clean. That's one thing we've noticed. We don't want to deal with a mess, right? Um, because there's just so many other things to do. That whatever, so, whenever we eat or do it, we clean. Im- I mean, immediately, mm. like immediately, we clean up and we're done. So that once so, the baby does sleep or nap, so for actually... our audience, we had talked about doing a baby bingo. Oh yes, um, I'm. I want to. If we're going to create our own bingo board, I'm throwing on there how long that keeping the house clean shit lasts. I guarantee, <laughs> like week six yeah. of only two hours, like of solid sleep a night, you're gonna mm-hmm. be like we don't give. No Fs about how this house looks. All right. How about this? Uh, next episode, we'll have a link to the picture of the bingo board. And then, right? That means that we're going to have to actually do that, though. And you just got a kid. Like, it's a lot what? of time. Bingo? Just a piece of paper. Take a picture. We'll put on, like, a S3 bucket. There you go. <laughs> no, but we have to, like, sit there and figure out what each bingo square is going to oh, be. Well, let's take some that exist already. I'm sure there's some. I, I looked. There was no good ones. Really? Okay, then we'll create one. They were, like, lame. Um, what we can do is, let's see, um, pick a couple things every episode to add. How about this? Every beginning, since this new podcast, we're still, you know, working out the kinks here. The beginning of an episode, okay? The beginning of an episode, we each bring one item to put on the bingo board. Yeah, but see, here's the problem. The bingo board should exist before. Correct. Otherwise, what's the point of... Okay, okay. Then this week, we'll come up with uh, a bingo board, and we will have a bingo board for the next episode. All right. And then um, I get, I can't tell if this is a win or a lose thing. It's a bingo. If you get bingo, that sounds like a pretty bad fucking loss. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put items on there where you probably don't want those to happen yeah, yeah i guess maybe we could do like a happy bingo and like and a, a sad bingo yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good idea that's a great idea um and then i guess no limit right well maybe we'll do it a year year limit like, well i mean some of them are going to apply earlier on right and then mm-hmm. I, as little chewy gets bigger you know mm-hmm. there'll be different milestones and so the bingo might change accordingly no that's what i'm saying but we'll do things that like it, it wouldn't happen Bef- like wouldn't happen after the year milestone. Like um, I, I don't even know what the what happens to a baby within the year. Wow. I mean, I think they start walking mm-hmm. like right around. I don't know. I think like what twelve to eighteen months or something is when they kind of start start getting their sea legs. Mm-hmm. 
so um, nice. This podcast is so nice right now. We were just talking about circumcision. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy how it turned so quickly. You know. I even forgot how we got on that topic. I um, it's like the very first thing. I don't. Even, I don't. <laughs> I don't even know, dude. I mean, we got to do the hard-hitting, you know, journalism here. Yeah. Can't be all fluff. This is true. Um, so, yeah. So then uh, the bingo. Um, I, you know, we, I had some notes here about things we could talk about every episode. And one of them was uh, ridiculous or previous generation advice or myths. Ah. Uh, oh, yeah. um, and I can't think of one off the top of my head. Um, so I assume both. Uh, sets of grandparents were at the hospital they both came to visit yes Mm -hmm. and did they share either of them share like their no i think i think maybe they sense that we i think we're gonna start seeing these a little a little later you know what i mean when when food gets introduced when activities you know what i mean oh like like, we did this yeah i think that's when right now it's like right now the baby is wake up sleep shit pee eat like those are all the things it knows how to do. So there was no advice given on like this is how you should swaddle or no, no, um, nothing yet. Um, hmm. uh, I think I think they knew how overwhelmed we would be if you know they come visit at the hospital and they go, actually, this is how you should do it. You know what I mean? I think we'd throw them the fuck out. I think I think I think they knew what kind of a privilege it was to come see us. You know, especially during you know, you know, during technically so you know the pandemic and. Um, um that the hospital that we delivered at um just two weeks ago allowed started allowing guests so you know what i mean yeah um and i think everyone's so happy with you know they're all like oh my grandchild and and so i'd imagine you know the last thing they'd want to do is rock the boat right now but i i can guarantee you you know it's coming it's some i mean it's bound to right like they raise kids and so like well, I mean, it also depends on your parents. Like, if you have opinionated, strong-willed parents, mm-hmm. then you know that might come out. As opposed to maybe you have parents who are just like, "Man, we don't care." Like, we're first mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. That's true. I-, I think we'll get a couple. You know what I mean? Um, I think I think maybe some parents will be like, "You should do it this way," or some parents will be like, "We used to do it this way," or some parents will be like, um, "I think maybe you should look into doing it this way," right? And then you have some parents that are more like, you know. It's none of my business. Is do whatever you want, but you know, once we did it this way and it worked out for us, maybe that's something you can explore. I, I think, you know, I don't know. I will have to. I mean, we'll see, dude. I mean, it's this is happening no matter what, right? Like, <laughs> like the parents are here, grandparents are here. You know, the babies here. Like this, this shit is gonna happen. You know. And and just for clarification, yeah. this is a uh, first grandbaby for both sets of parents, right? Yes, first grandbaby for both parents. Or grandparents and um and our uh, yeah and and my wife and i were both also the oldest you know what i mean so it's like i don't know I Tra- I trailblazers here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty crazy um but yeah i couldn't think of any any crazy advice or myths yet I'll, although i will say this um there is this fascination with uh, you know people around us and uh, people we meet uh, they they ask you know how was the labor you know for Elise mm-hmm. how long were you there and there's this uncontrollable fascination to to want to compete <laughs> who had the worst labor and it boggles my mind 
You know what I mean? Like, if you had your arm cut off after I got my arm cut off, I wouldn't be coming to you and be like, so uh, what kind of saw did they use? Oh, they used that. They used a way bigger saw on me. You know what I mean? It's like there's this constant, like, competition. Who had the worst labor? Who was their longest? Who was their pushing longest? You know, it's uh, it's pretty funny. Um, I guess because they all want to share this crazy experience that they all had, right? But sometimes, uh, maybe it's just my point of view. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's not like a, a thing. But it's just, it's just funny, you know. How many times would you say that came up? All the time. Every time. Every time. We, every time we bump into someone, you know that, that that's been one and waiting to talk to us, uh, you know about this or. Um, and just for clarification for the listeners, you did a. You guys went through a natural birth, or was there a cesarean? Uh, a natural. Um, well, we were lucky. There were no like crazy complications um, uh, to make a cesarean. Um, but yeah, it's and oh my god, that's something. That's something they don't tell you. They didn't tell her either. We show up at the hospital and we're <laughs> it's time to start pushing. And the doctor's like, "Okay, Dad, I need you to hold her leg right here." I was like, okay. And I thought they were like going to move her or something. <laughs> and the doctor was like, okay, now I need you to push. I was like, whoa, 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 what? <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty, that was the surprise. Active participant. So you weren't just there with like a guitar and a microphone? <laughs> Serenading her. Lighting incense candles and shit. No. Yeah. I was, uh, I was there start to finish. Um, and it's not, it's not, I don't know. It's not as crazy and bad as people say it is you know what i mean maybe yeah. it's because you know hours later you're just numb to it <laughs> well I, I mean i think it depends on the person right like yeah i think so um, or just like I, I think i think for me I was, I was so worried you know about about mom you know what i mean you're so she's going through this crazy ordeal like just fucking ass fucking just crazy dude you know what I mean? yeah and, now for the record yeah this was a um, planned pregnancy correct yes so she knew what she was signing up for. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. So I just want to make sure that's, you know, on the record <laughs> for our listeners. Yeah. But still, it's still traumatic, you know, and and it's scary because, like, uh, for, for like, 12 hours, you hear heart heartbeat because they have, like, sensors everywhere, and you hear the baby's heartbeat the whole time. And then during this process of pushing, like sometimes the sensor falls off or they move it and it just gets dead quiet in the room. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like that sound that you were just hearing is no longer there. Kind of like, you know, if you're like at a mall and the music turns off and you don't realize the music was on to begin with until it is off. You know what I mean? No, I I didn't actually know that was a thing. What? Music off? No, having like a hearing the baby's heartbeat in the room as you're in the the um yeah yeah it's very faint like you you change the volume or whatever but yeah the whole time because they monitor that you know outside the room also like the nurses i mean it's weird that they pipe the sound into the room though they could do that with just like a monitor right no they have a monitor in a room and then they have a thing like you can turn it off if you wanted to for example right and just have Mm -hmm. the nurse listen in or see the results um but uh actually i hear him crying right now uh oh! I mean, yeah. it's getting getting to that time to wrap this up. Yeah. Well, it's one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, 
I think that uh, that concludes this first podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank yeah. everybody for uh, listening, yep, checking it you. out. And yeah. uh, look forward to the next episode. We'll have a uh, uh, baby bingo, good and bad, right? Mm-hmm. Happy, um, sad, not good or happy, bad. Yeah, sorry. Happy and sad. Yes. Um, and what else? I think that's it. And, and hopefully, you know, by then we'll also have uh, some more material, some yeah. new things I've learned along the way. Yeah, like um, old wife's tales. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm really excited for. I'm really oh, excited. I got, I got a good question, but I'm going to save it for the next time. Oh, come on. I mean, you're right there. I know. It's, uh, okay, real quick. All right. So um, I know my mom told me when I was born mm-hmm. um, for our belly buttons, she actually put like a silver dollar on our belly buttons and tied like a cloth around it. Mm-hmm. And the belief was, and I don't know if this is true or not, but like that will help push the belly button so that you become an innie. What? <laughs> so you put a coin there? Yeah, you put it a... that it doesn't slide and you swallow it. I mean, you're there's no way that the baby's coordinated enough to pick up a half dollar <laughs> and put it into its mouth. I don't even think a half dollar would fit in the baby's mouth. Yeah, maybe not. But yeah, I mean th- something like that. That that So, I have no idea if that's if that actually works or if that's just like something people did. You never heard of that, huh? No. Are you no. an innie or an Audi? Or is that too personal? Any? No, I'm an innie. Actually, this is funny. I've never seen an adult with an Audi, now that you mentioned it. <laughs> now I'm like, I'm not... This is fucked up, because it, you know, if I go to the pool, I'm just going to be looking at grown men's belly button. Is he an innie? <laughs> an oh ask him, did you put a coin on your stomach when you were an infant? <laughs> Oh god, that's funny. Uh, okay, oh. so I think ask your uh, ask the grandparents that question. If the they... belly button one. Let me write that down. Yeah. Um, how <laughs> or how should I word it so it doesn't like lead them to knowing the answer? Like, uh, do you? Oh, do you know? Did any... you do anything about the belly button? Do you or do you know any tricks if you want like any baby? Mm-hmm. And I'm yes. sure it will will offend Audis in the world. I've got nothing against people with. Listen here, know. boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Ask grandparents. Uh, what is it? Do you know any like tricks or tips to get it uh, any tricks to get? This <laughs> 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 is funny. Um, all right, that's it. That's all I got. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, thanks for listening in, and uh, we'll see you next time. All right. See ya.